Welcome into the Esports Network podcast. We're talking everything and anything related to esports. I'm your host, Kevin Correa. And of course, when talking about esports, it's really hard to kind of ignore the world of League of Legends, specifically specifically Worlds 2021, the largest viewership event of the year. Uh, I think it tops, you know, Dota 2's The International, it tops CSGO, it tops a bunch of other esports uh, games, if you will. And here to help me talk about the games themselves within Worlds and kind of what we can guess going, what's going to happen, who's going to win it. What's going to happen in the group stage? It's already it's already over. What's going to happen in the quarterfinals? It's coming up soon. So here to help me dissect a little bit and give their thoughts, be my sounding board, if you will, because I don't often have a guest to help me break these down. Let's welcome in freelance journalist Elena Thompson, a.k.a. Vitani Maru. How you doing, Elena? Or should I say Vitani? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great. My my brackets have been thoroughly busted. I'm ready to uh, commiserate and and discuss with you what's been going on. But I, I understand you had some issues with your bracket at first. I know that that tricky LOL esports website is kind of not saving brackets across. So you're not the first one. I already looked it up. You are not the first one to experience uh, issues saving your bracket. So have oh, fun with that. You're okay. It's, group stage is, is a crapshoot anyways, right? Yeah, it's done. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. Um, I will say that uh, what I did have for Group C uh, happened, but everything else was kind of blown out of the water from what my memory holds. <laughs> That's OK. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. So but for now, to kind of set us up for the next few minutes or so, Group Stage is done. It's, it's done. So mm-hmm. eight teams are left going into that single elimination knockout stage bracket. We're barreling towards the grand finals about two weeks away. I'll say two point two five million dollars at stake for the prize pool. Winner gets a cool, you know, just under five hundred thousand dollars. So uh, a little bit lackluster prize uh, than years past, but that's all right. We'll make it work. So group stage is done. Uh, let's just see four LCK teams. All four of them have advanced from groups into quarters. Uh, uh, Vitani, what have you seen from the LCK that just really makes them the strongest region that takes up half of this uh, knockout stage and likely they'll move on under the next half of the, of the of the next round? Like LCK is horrendously strong right now, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. So um, I've been watching Worlds since probably about 2016, 2017. I got really like around the time I got into esports, I found league of legends and went oh my god this is crazy and i have noticed a trend of korean teams are just really strong and it's uh across the board has just over the years been the dominant team Hmm. like we had i will say in um i believe it was 2019 we had fun plus phoenix yep which was like the first time that i believe skt was stomped out of uh the the world so like skt or sorry they're t1 now but skt beforehand were basically the dominant korean team like you you did not see a worlds without them pretty much and um there are multiple reasons for that but they have been they've had uh i did notice that they had 18 first place wins across the board for different tournaments uh from 2013 to 2019 and i believe 20 2019 was that first time that they were kicked out of worlds and they that was crazy they weren't even in worlds last year 2020 either which 
we don't want to look back on 2020 much. Let's be honest. It was kind of a crapshoot all around for everything. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So SKT, they did have that that immense lull after their, their trifecta of wins, right? Their, their trifecta mm-hmm. of worlds. And so we saw them kind of kind of hamper into worlds a little bit they, they didn't make it past quarterfinals like you said that that year they were, i think they got beat out by i want to say it was a one of the LC, lpl teams like um i don't know, like royal never give up or something like that or it might have been g2 esports or, so, or something crazy right I, I can't remember 2019 all that well point being this is the first time we've seen t1 skt1 however you want to refer to them now back in the quarterfinals so out of these four Korean teams, right, we have we have T1, we have Dam One, we have Gen G, and uh, Hanwha Life Esports. Out of these four Korean teams, who do you think is the favorite to win it all? You know, uh, if if the next two get eliminated, who are these two favorites going to be for you? If I look at statistics and brackets, Dom One Kia. Yeah, like hundred uh, percent. They are they are the only team to make it out of group stages uh, with a hundred percent win rate. Six and zero. Um, yep, they went six and zero the entire time. My next pick, though, and to be honest, my wild card of uh, if I'm going to say, well, I guess it's not really a wild card <laughs> if you look at their stats either. But if I was going to say anyone was going to beat them, it'd be T1. Mm. Hundred percent. I really think that um, that this this year might be the comeback for T one. So what you're saying is Faker, the unkillable demon king, will have some sort of resurgence going into these quarterfinals, and and we'll get I into the, the quarterfinal matches here in a second. But I did see some of that during the group stages. I saw some of that. Mm-hmm. When they kind of came out and and beat up a little bit on Detonation Focus Me, I was like, that's that's a really good showing from them uh, against Hundred Thieves, and they they ended up you know going toe to toe with Edward Gaming for a bit in in the matches they had. So you're you might be dead on the money there that T1 would actually you know make a make a make a quite a run. I had Group B by the way. I had a T1 missing. Uh, moving on. I, I had 100 Thieves going instead of T1. Uh, maybe I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I thought 100 Thieves can, you know, top seeded an A team. Maybe they could, they could come out with a victory against T1. Never happened. And really just, just yep. never accumulated. So 100 Thieves uh, gets eliminated with Detonation Focus Me. T1, Edward Gaming move on, move on from Group B. So uh, that's, that's kind of where my, my bracket stood out for me. But what were some upsets that you saw from the group stage that kind of surprised you? And uh, besides Cloud9, we uh, all know Cloud9's coming up. <laughs> can we talk about um, Mad Lions? Yes, yes, for a yes, yes, absolutely. So- like I, I'm not kidding. I was in my office watching their um their tiebreaker, and when they pulled through and made it past LNG, I was literally they. I was sitting there thinking the entire time that LNG was gonna, you know, they were gonna play smart and they were gonna play, you know, the wait out game, wait for Mad Lions to get too aggressive, and that didn't happen. Mad Lions, like. Pulled out a crazy. If you haven't seen the VOD, go find the VOD. I'm not kidding. Very good. It is nuts what they did to pull off that win. I was screaming in my office as if I was watching, you know, the Super Bowl. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was a 46 minute match, I think. And it was like mm-hmm. once you get past like the 40 minute mark in, in pro games, a lot of the gold differences don't matter because everybody's almost full yep. build anyways. And so it's just basically one or two team fights or a Baron fight or a dragon fight. And that's that's it. The game is over at that point. And so Mad Lines, right. I give I, I was impressed. I was I was there with you. I was I was 
watching that game from my office as well, and it was just like, man, this game is insane. LMG, like an LPL team, they're, they, they're, they're no slouch, but Mad Lions is really just giving it their all in these games, and I think a lot of it depended on on El Yoya, the, the young jungler, kind of making yep. the plays that, that needed to happen, and he was kind of play calling a bit. I think he lacks a little bit from like the technical skill standpoint of, of, of world's junglers, but he makes up for it with his play calls. And hopefully that isn't exposed too much in the quarterfinals or, or moving on from there. But like you said, I was mad lines was, was a big one for me. And of course, cloud nine, cloud nine, the hope of North America moving on yep. in, in the most surprising fashion. They end up, uh, did, did, they didn't take a win the first few days of that group a end up, on, I think it was the, the, the last day winning a versus rogue winning versus uh, fun plus Phoenix. And it just met, sent them into the tiebreaker. I, how surprised were you when you heard cloud nine was making a run at the very last second, the 11th hour. I wasn't surprised. Really? Actually. I feel like I'm the only one on the planet who wasn't surprised. And the reason I say this is I am in love with Perks and Sven. Wow. I have been fans of them for ages, like since I've been watching them play. I have I love the I love those two. I think they're honestly an unstoppable force when they get like together like during those team fights. I really I have watched I've watched Perks like have bad games. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it happen. But there's something about like this current meta that I think plays into Perks's skill sets and also plays. And this is going back to uh, talking about a different team here. But I think it's the other reason why T1 is my pick to win, like, mm. to, to move on through knockouts. It's this meta right now is really good for those people who know what a control mage can and can't. And I, I see. I just honestly think that Cloud9 is... Uh, I, I I was not surprised to see them go forward and Hundred Thieves not. Wow, that's I mean, Cloud Nine came out of summer. I thought they were they limped into the plans. I did not expect them to move on pl- past plans. And so when you think about it, yeah, Perks, that former kind of G two top of the European uh, uh, region, if you will, mm-hmm. Perks was really at the top of his game then. I, I didn't expect him to come back and have the resurgence that he did because uh, I know they won spring 2021 earlier this year. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, Perks has been louder as, like you said, that control mage who, who can literally just affect team fights like no other him and Sven once they get uh, in that right positioning they are pretty much unstoppable and it's it's really hard to focus one down if you if you're not prepared to face the other one at the same time so it's mm-hmm. it's it's definitely one of those issues with their synergies is on a whole another level in terms of positioning i think that's why we see them moving on in a, it was a very tough group a right like i said damn one key was it was undefeated in group a nobody was going to top them so it all came down to which of these three teams fun plus phoenix rogue and cloud nine could kind of survive enough to advance along with damn one gaming and mm-hmm. surprise surprise it's it's cloud nine the hope of north america who moves on and really kind of cements themselves as the, i think the next big north american team to, to, to face in this tournament the only one if you will but mm-hmm. out of all these teams right we, we got to talk about of course the lpl they have the next biggest amount of teams coming into the quarterfinals. It's two Chinese teams and Royal never give and Royal never give up and Edward gaming. Uh, they'll face each other in the quarterfinals. So we saw the LPL really struggle in that back half of the group stage. I think it was some like 
eight and one, eight and two was their total record the second round for all four groups, all the Chinese teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think kind of led to that? that downward momentum for these Chinese teams? Was it them getting kind of figured out by Europe and North America? Or was it something else that kind of predicted their, their downfall? You know, that's hard for me to say, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I missed uh, a lot of the group C uh, plays. I uh, I'm still playing catch up on watching all of those VODs. Um, but Looking like at the brackets themselves, Group D was kind of lackluster. Yeah. <laughs> in in general, Group D was really lackluster in general because the every single one of those teams has a fifty percent, so they were pretty evenly stacked amongst each other. But the but when it comes to like Royal Never Give Up, I I just feel like hanwan or hanwan life has a has kind of has their number to a degree because when you watch like lpl and lck plays at least in in the way that i've noticed uh over the years they play very similarly mm-hmm. um so if you crack if you understand like how each other plays they're gonna have a little bit of a tougher time um going against each other um they're gonna be a little more evenly matched but like as far as like going against um fanatic uh they they were one in five and the only team that they got a um a win off of was rng Mm. and so i'm not sure how to think about that because i i watched a little bit of that um the end of that game and blippo was just a monster yeah but the but it's one of those it's definitely one of those things where I look at it and I'm not sure if it's necessarily that that the groups that they were in that the other teams um had their number or if it was just a fact of when they went up against certain people they knew how to play against them because they were similar. That's fair. That, that's that's fair. I was I guess I was trying to say like. You know, oh, we only have two Chinese teams moving on versus the four from Korea, which is insane. All four. I don't think I've ever seen that yeah. in the history of worlds, like all four teams from one region advancing into the quarterfinals, which is insane. That's the most teams could ever have moving on. But uh, I think the Chinese squads like Edward Gaming will never, never give up. We're always going to advance. Um, Fun plus Phoenix was the only one I was kind of upset by because that was when I, I was that was my pick to win it all this year. I thought they're going to resurge from the 2019 just like T1 will and it, they're going to make it a fun quarterfinal and nope, we're going to get hacked off by Cloud9 and Rogue. So <laughs> that's kind of where the Chinese squads really failed me there in terms of my bracket play. But I, I mean, out of all these groups, which one for you was either the most upsetting or the most fun to watch? And was it Group D or Group C? I mean, Group D really, for me, was the one 3-3-3 three, 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 all across the board, 50% win rates, tiebreakers at the wazoo. That was the group to kind of finish it off and capitalize on this amazing group stage we had. Honestly, yeah, Group Group D was... I couldn't have asked for more entertainment, <laughs> to put it simply. I uh, I honestly went into into the games thinking like, oh man, you know, I really wish that Team Liquid had like pulled it through. I wanted to see two NA teams at the end, but yes. to see Mad Lions uh, go up against who was that? To see them go up against LNG was just insane, and then to see them like they weren't 
slacking against Gen G either. No, no, no. It was it was still a close match. I would say that was that was that was not a toe for toe exactly, but like they gave him a few jabs here and there, and it kind of uh, you know made it an entertaining kind of lack, uh, not meaningless tiebreaker because they're both advancing. But it was just kind of like a mm-hmm. fun little exhibition for people who wanted to watch and see who would be seated one and two, which is you know maybe not as important because you're moving on to the quarterfinals anyways. But it was still kind of fun for us us to watch. Now, uh, so out of the two kind of wild cards we had kind of pop up and and, and really kind of upset the teams that faced, Mad Lions or C9, which one was more impressive to you? Like I mentioned earlier, Cloud9 didn't have a single win the first two or three days of Group A. And then Mad Lions, like we were just talking about, making out of that four-way tiebreaker to advance to quarterfinals. Which one is more impressive for you? Mad Lions, 100%, was more impressive to me. And that was, again, it goes back to what I said about C9. I wasn't, like, I was, I was happy to be proven right. Like, I put my, like, I would, if I was a betting, if I was a betting woman, I would have put money on C9 getting, like, you know, making it to through to the knockout stage. Um, I'm very glad that I was right. (laughs) Um, But again, I was right. Mad Lions at the end of I remember watching um I remember watching the LNG match. I was sitting there thinking, "Oh no. Like LNG is going to set up defensively. They're going to play around the Baron and they're going to wipe Mad Lions and Mad Lions ends right here right now." And they didn't. The opposite happened. And I and again, that ending play with um I believe it's Carzy at the at the yeah, Carzy on the bottom line. So Carzy at the very end hits an Ezreal ult and knocks out the two like two people that are trying to limp away from the fight that are like I believe there was only one person left after that to defend the Nexus mm-hmm. on LNG's side. And watching that last game making them like putting them to that final tiebreaker was just again amazing. It was that was insanity to me. I mean, the first ever four-way tie in Worlds Group's history. That's mm-hmm. to come out of that on top. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta be impressed. Like Cloud Nine, what they've done wasn't. I don't, I, personally, I'm gonna say this: we've we've seen upsets before in the group stage, right? It's, it's this is nothing new. Yep. We've seen a few teams kind of come out and really kind of show up and 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 make you know either play spoiler or 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 spoil the the tournament for the people. So Cloud Nine winning out and kind of coming on uh, on the quarterfinals. It's impressive, sure, but it's not anything we haven't seen before. The four-way tie, that's something that we've never seen before. That's like, when it came down to the last, I'm like, whoa, it's the end of the day of matches. This is already like an eight-hour stream. I've been watching this all day, and I'm probably going to have to watch it for another four or five hours to catch the tiebreakers and then the, the quarterfinal draw stage at the end of that. So first of all, hats off to the production team who stayed there for like 15-ish hours. That's a long day of shooting and on, on a stream. <laughs> Incredible off top. But to also kind of enjoy the games that were happening. These were good games. These are hard, hard-fought games. And so, of course, I'm sad Team Liquid didn't make it, but I'm happy we got entertainment out of it. So, mm-hmm. I guess uh, now that we kind of have the groups settled on, on what we were surprised by, what we were, you know, looking forward to, um, let's move into the, the quarterfinals, right? That's kind of what we'll we'll see at the time of this, uh, at the time of this episode releasing. We'll see it tomorrow is the first few matches. But for us, we're going to just pick pick winners right now, right? So let's start off with the Chinese matchup, the LPL matchup, Royal Never Give Up versus Edward Gaming. Who's winning and why? 
Oh, this one's a hard one. It's a very hard one. (laughs) This one's a hard one because both of them have the same, um, you know, win win loss streak throughout the throughout the um, actual group stage. So they're both sitting at four two, and now it's just who impressed me more. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And the one, and honestly, I would have to say. I'm going to go with Royal Never Give Up. And oh. I was impressed with them. Um, I caught a glimpse of their um, their tiebreaker. And I honestly think that that tiebreaker is the sticker for me. Like after after they they won their match against um, Han Wan, I really think that uh, that Royal Never Give Up has a chance of taking it on. Oh, interesting. So I'm I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. I'm going to pick Edward Gaming because I think their LPL kind of matchups were more indicative of how they'll perform in in a, in a best of five. Uh, LPL summer champ, obviously Edward Gaming. Roll never give up. Had to go through a little bit longer route through the regional finals, and then I I, I was impressed by their group, uh, the world's group showing. Very good stuff. I just think Edward Gaming kind of provided a, a little bit more of a, how do you say, a easier path for them to advance, right? So let's see, they ended up just under T1 at five and one. So they they were four and two. They're beat up on Hundred Thieves. They beat up on Detonation Focus Me. So I think it kind of just showed that Edward Gaming is not a team that you want to take lightly. Not that you want to take, mm-hmm. well, never give up lightly either, because those, those are two tough cookies. The LPL matchup will kind of cut the Chinese squads in half, because after this, there'll only be one Chinese squad left in the entire tournament, where we can still have, I think, three or three or two, two or three uh, Korean teams left, depending on how these next matches go up. But uh, you have RNG. I have Edward, mm-hmm. Edward Gaming. Next matchup we'll move on to is Genji versus Cloud9. So, a Korean powerhouse, albeit a little bit of a weaker one, against the lowest NA seeded team who, who's made the, an, a miracle run from play-ins. If there's hope for Cloud9 to advance, I think it's this. It's against this team. I think it's against Gen G. But who do you have winning this one, and why is it Cloud Nine? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I actually was going to say it's Gen G. Oh, and as much as I, I love my C nine boys. As much as I want, you know, NA to push forward. This is tough. This is really tough, and I hope they prove me wrong because in my like, in my perfect imaginary world c9 takes the whole damn thing wow c9 goes all the way through and they win the finals i don't think that's going to happen um mainly because have you seen the koreans <laughs> in I this have. game I have. <laughs> they uh like this is this is one of those things that i look at it and i really just don't see c9 winning it mainly because um there's like bdd has just been so so strong on his on his picks throughout this game i believe the last game that i watched him he played leblanc which was crazy um so that was that was a nutso game um but it it really will depend uh solely on what uh if cloud nine has any tricks up their sleeves and if they pay attention and know who to who to ban like who do they want to focus down and whittle their pick pool 
so small that they can't do it. But that's tough because you only get five bands a game. Yeah, no, I mean, just for reference, though, I, I, like BDD is great. Do not get me wrong. I think Cloud9 has a little bit of an advantage here. Perks has a slightly, very slight, like 0.2 points uh, higher KDA than BDD. Higher kill participation, higher uh, uh, gold per gold per 10, I think, is the 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 the, the metric I'm seeing on Oracle's Elixir.com. That's what I'm using for because I'm, I'm a stat head, so I, I have to look at stats to kind of dictate my my opinion so i think i think cloud nine has like a really good chance here i'm hoping for like a five game series that way that cloud nine will have nothing to hang their heads on because if you get if you get to best of five and go the distance in a best of five that shows like you you had some gumption you made the distance you gave it your all it's okay to go home with your head your heads held high and kind of show people what you what you did because you from a playing team to the quarterfinals that's not a joke. That that that's that's a tough tough road to go through, especially through Group A. So I think honestly, I think Cloud Nine has a slight edge here. But I understand Gen G is is a LCK team. You can't ever sleep on an LCK team. But I got to give NA some hope, right? Right. And the other thing too is it, even if we push past like the stats on perks, and it is only a point two, yeah. like you know, it's difference between the two. It's very very slim. We also have to look at, uh, I love my boy Sven, but his KDA is 2.8 and Rulers is 6.3. That's that's a difference. That's a big difference. So that's, that's, that's a decent difference between the two. And I believe that that's going to make, uh, that's going to make or break because if you've ever played League, your mid and your, uh, your ADC on bot lane are really kind of your, like jungle makes a difference a lot, but your your carries are really where your game sits yeah. and if your carries are gonna have a little bit of a tougher time i believe that that's gonna be where the kicker is so i don't know how much of it's gonna be maybe perks and bdd you know go pretty even but it may be the bot lane that makes the difference oh that's 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 the the key to victory for cloud nine then they just have to focus down uh ruler in that bot lane and just make sure he doesn't get any yeah. kind of fed um i guess i guess really like like you mentioned like the AD carry in the mid lane, really, the, those are like the, the DPS, the guys you want to protect in your team fights, the guys you want to keep, keep fed. And your jungler is primarily like your playmaker. He'll make the calls. He'll make whatever needs to happen, happen. And then I guess your top laner is just there to kind of soak up solo, solo lane damage and soak up solo lane experience. Because that's at this point, solo lane is still kind of a, a tough cookie to beat out from bit, yeah. <laughs> the LCK standpoint. I think those... I think the Chinese and Korean teams really have their top lanes like at peak right now. I think it's really hard for any outside region to really win out a top lane lane, a top lane matchup without having to to suffer somewhere else on the map. But uh, I I have C9. You surprisingly have Gen G. So mm -hmm. anything can happen. Like you, like you said, I know you're hopeful. C, like your heart says C9, but your brain is like Gen G, right? Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Just based on statistics and what I've seen, I I want I want so badly for C9 to win. And I think they could do it. I just think it's going to be very tough if they do. Oof. That's true. All right. So next matchup, an LCK rematch of the regional final from the summer. T1 versus Hanwha Life uh, Esports. Of course, in that regional final, we saw that T1 kind of beat out Hanwha Life, sent to the to the uh, the play-ins. But they, you know, Hanwha Life came up from play-ins, and they're in the matchup against 
the second seeded LCK team right now uh, and one of the top teams of all time. Like we were talking about earlier, T1 has had almost, uh, I guess, the better half of a decade of experience behind them. Faker is still as dangerous as ever, I believe. So I, I easily have T1 beating out Hanwha Life Esports. I think it's either a 3-1 or a 3-0 sweep. What do you think? I, I, I'm honestly, I want to see a 3-2. Like, and my, my, my deal is, I think it's going to be T1 at the end, but I'd love to see a T, a, a three, two, just because I want to see these two teams duke it out for as long as possible. And I really think that like, you know, that game five is really going to be exciting if it does. Um, but yeah, no, Faker is back to what he was uh, a couple years ago and he is, he is the man to beat. Like he is, he's kind of. Not truly the face of League of Legends, but when people talk about League of Legends, and even if you don't know much about it, you know who Faker is. Yeah, for sure. And he's <laughs> he's definitely the. I think he's going to be the the playmaker for whether or not this uh, this comes out um, a, a win for them and how fast. It will. But that also depends on what picks he has, because yes. if they ban out his Rise or his LeBlanc, I think they may be a little bit in trouble. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, to be to be fair, like Faker, he's sporting, I think, out of the group stage, the top third KDA for a mid laner, and with he he kind of has like a lower kill participation kill participation as well. So that that tells me that in solo lanes, when there's no ganking, no jungler help at all, Faker has a a distinct advantage when it comes to those one on one matchups in the mid lane. So that's really what I think Hanwha Life has to look out for because that kind that kind of bit them in the butt. Uh, during the regional final, the last time they faced T1, uh, back in, I think it was September or August, we saw that kind of happen where T1 didn't really help out their mid lane too much. Or not T1, excuse me. Hanwha Life didn't really help out their mid lane as much and Faker punished him for it. So that's kind of mm-hmm. where he lies. He's He will be kind of the key in, in kind of making T1 uh, kind of smash Hanwha Life or, you know, kind of roll Hanwha Life or survive them, if you will. So depending on how... Hanwha responds to the mid lane will kind of dictate their fate moving forward. So I have T1 advancing. Uh, how about you? Uh, definitely T1. Okay. So we're, we're both in agreement. T1. Uh, I think it's a three Oh sweep. You think it's, you hope it's a three, two, but yeah, we'll see. I want to see a three, two, but I think honestly, it'll be three, one yeah. in the end, at the end of the day. No, for sure. I, th- I think it's, it's, it's a lot of talents and skill to co- to overcome against T1 for Hanwha Life. So, I mean, hey, great run for, for Hanwha Life. I hope they continue it, but uh, I, th- I think it's a tough hill to climb with T1 in front of you. So, last matchup in the quarterfinals right now that we'll talk about is, of course, Damwon Gaming Kia up against Mad Lions. Europe's top-seeded squad staying strong. But can they hold up against the reigning championship squad of Dam One Kia? That is, it's two number one seeds up against each other out of the respective regions. Uh, one is a is a reigning champion. They won last year. The whole shebang. I, uh, you tell me, who do you think is coming out on top of this one? Dom One Kia. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to ask. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask. <laughs> I know. I don't. Uh, God, I love Mad Lions so much, though. They're tr- they're doing they're doing their best, but they are put up against such a difficult team. Like honestly, 
uh, this hurts my heart as badly as if I would have seen them go against C9. Um, this like this is one of those things that I honestly like 100% think it's Dom Wonki again going out on top. Oh, man. I just I mentioned earlier that El Yoya, while he's not the most technically sound jungler, I think his play calling is great. And I think the only matchup that really could have exposed the, the skill gap between the junglers was going to be Damwon Gaming Kia. And look, there you go. You're up against Damwon Gaming Kia. I, I just don't think Mad Lions stands much of a chance. I, I'm hoping, praying for a five-game series where Mad Lions doesn't get completely blown out. But it's hard. It's really, really hard for me. I mean, uh, I don't know if you listened to the past episodes of the show. We had on the uh, team uh, director of team operations from Mad Lines, Till Verderman. He was on the show, and I asked him, like, what teams scare you coming out into Worlds? And he's like, oh, damn one Kia. Damn one gaming Kia. 100%. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I hope you guys don't match up with him. He's like, yeah, right. I hope we don't match up against them. Well, there, there you go. Is. There you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it's a hard one for I me to say. I think one of the keys to um, to getting on top in at least one game, um, I I would love to see I would love to see them go five games as well, just to see a really I I would love to see them adapt and to see how they change their game up based on each like each one, and I'd love to see them go toe to toe. I'm just not sure if they can, um, but I think one of the keys to being able to get Eloya um, where he needs to be is they need to ban uh, Lee Sin yes. out the gate. That, that needs to be their first ban right out the gate. Um, that has been, at least when I've watched um, them play, to me, it seems like they, they tend to lose if they, have, <laughs> if they have Lee Sin, even though they win, uh, they have won games uh, against Lee Sin. I just really think that Lee Sin needs to be out of out of play in the pool. And I I was not impressed with his Kiana, so I kinda hope he doesn't pick Kiana. <laughs> That's fair. She's That's... a very strong jungler, but I really I did I was not impressed by it. I think you're in a in a tough spot because you have Lee Sin on one hand. He's one of the most mobile, still deadliest champions after 10 years on the Rift. And you also have Xin Zhao, which is also his his rework makes him extremely strong on one-on-one, on one, yes. uh, two-on-one matchups. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, Canyon right now is just at the top of his game. He is leading the pack out of group stage in KDA uh, right there with, with kill participation. He's leading in gold per 10. It's it's an insane amount of just uh, statistical advantage for Damwon Gaming's Canyon. So he's yeah. the guy you have to you have to beat, right? Damwon Gaming really depending on him to kind of help set the stage. And that's not to say that their other uh, their other players aren't also extremely dangerous as well. They're, they're mid laner, their top laner. Very, very hard to match up against these guys. And Showmaker, of course. He's, he's, he's at faker-like levels in terms of KDA right now, which is insane to me. Yep. But we'll see. Uh, I have Damwon Gaming advancing, as do you. I hope Mad Lions can come out and do something great against them, but we'll see. We'll see, right? I'd love to see an upset. If they prove us wrong on this, I, I would have a hard time not being, you know, upset. fan, fan <laughs> for life <laughs> for Mad, Mad Lions, 100%. For sure. I would not be upset if Mad Lions pulled through with an upset right now. So... 
with all that being said, we, we discussed we discussed the quarterfinals at length. Uh, we have eight teams left right now. Who will be the one to lift that trophy? Is it going to be another Eastern team out of China or Korea, or will be maybe we're going to see a miracle run from one of the Western teams? Maybe Mad Lions and Cloud Nine make a run. Who do you think will be lifting up that trophy at the end of the day when everything is said and done, the games are all played? Who's winning? SKT. Oh, or T1. Excuse me. Sorry, it's T1 now. I keep thinking of them as SKT. <laughs> it's T1. Um, they, uh, I, I 100% think that they're going to pull it through this year. I, I think, um, I think that they're showing a lot more of what they had before, uh, in previous runs and previous years. I believe Faker's back on his game, um, after a little, a little stressful period of him kind of, you know, falling, falling by the wayside a little bit. But I, I really do see T1 taking it this year. I would love to see them come back. And and lift that trophy one time. Granted, I know that bores people because it's like, oh, it's always the same people winning. But it's it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat the Korean teams. Hundred percent. It is. There's a reason. There's all four of them are still in in the in, in contention. So, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say for me because it's just it's, the four teams that I picked to advance. I don't even know if they're going to win it all. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go bold, go big. I think Cloud9 will win it all. I th- I think so. I'm making the call right here, right now. Cloud9 right. will take Worlds 2021. They'll upset Gen G. They'll upset their semifinal matchup. They'll upset their grand finals matchup to take home that gigantic League of Legends Worlds trophy. I think it's happening this year. The last time we had a North American team, even in the quarterfinals, was guess what? Cloud9. Also, they're 2017, 2016 or so. They got stopped. I think it was a 3 0 sweep for them. But hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Resurge, like T1 did resurge cloud nine so come back to us cloud nine with the trophy and then prove me right i'm gonna save this and then when i get proven wrong i'm gonna delete it <laughs> immediately there you go there you go oh so right. vitani i, I want to thank you this, this was fun it's not often i have a guest to help me break down the matchups coming on it's not often that i get to enjoy league of legends with somebody else who loves it just as much as i do and it's and sometimes making just as big and bold bold claims that i do sometimes you know it's kind of crazy how we can kind of uh, uh make the the craziest claims in the world and then be proven right later on right yeah <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed of course you have t1 i have cloud nine yep. We'll see. This weekend is is four matches, four days. Don't miss it. Uh, I think next weekend also has two matches, and the weekend after that is a grand final. So we have about two weeks away from a grand finals matchup. Oh, man, I'm excited. How about you? I'm super excited. I am going to be watching as many games as I can. I'm going to be watching them while I'm video editing. I, those videos are probably going to be horrible, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hey, anything for Worlds right now, right? Exactly, man. Oh, Vitani, so I want to thank you for coming on the show. Where can thank people you. follow you? Where can people check out the stuff you've done? And, uh, you know, where can we uh, just catch up with you in general? So I am uh, currently writing for Esports Network. A um, little bit of a kind of whenever I have the time, but I have recently written an article. Um, you can find me on there via my actual name, Elena Thompson. Uh, but you can find me otherwise. I will post on Twitter and Instagram, and that is under Vatani Maru. Perfect. And so, obviously, you also, from what I understand, you also do Twitch streams. You also stream a lot of Twitch as well. Where can people find you on there? 
Uh, so you can find me on twitch.tv slash Vitani Maru. I sparingly uh, stream on there just because I haven't had the time to sit down and play a game. But I do stream <laughs> D&D if you like that kind of stuff. Me and my friends get really nerdy on Tuesday nights. There you go. Hey, Tuesday nights is where it's at. Like everybody else uh, should know about that. But uh, <laughs> we have our own personal esports network, uh, Pick'em's Bracket. If you guys want to join in, we'll link it in the podcast description. But uh, Vitani, I can't thank you enough for coming on, giving us your thoughts, however wrong they might be. <laughs> and kind of show, oh, yeah. <laughs> showing us uh, yeah, a little bit of knowledge you have as well. So thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. She is Elena Thompson, a.k.a. Vatani Maru, freelance journalist. And I'm the host, Kevin Correa, right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.